you're listening to the Sailing to Success podcast show, where we share practical tips and strategies to help you be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business. Hey, I'm Lindsay Phillips, founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, and I'll be your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. Today, we'll be learning from Scott Whitaker, author and membership business guru, and you're going to learn in depth the seven systems of growing a membership business. And if you are thinking of doing a membership business or you already have a subscription membership business model, you are not going to want to miss these tips. Tons of gold nuggets. So let's dive in. Hey, everyone. As mentioned, we have the awesome Scott Whitaker here with us today talking about memberships. And this is a huge topic. I know a lot of us look at the membership model for our businesses. Now, what's great about Scott is that he is the author of Why People Quit Your Membership Program and What You Can Do About It. And he also has an online course that is the seven systems of a growing membership business. And this is what we're going to touch upon today. So Scott has actually led um, membership organizations, both nonprofit and, and for-profit companies since 1997. He actually built the largest for-profit coaching network for pastors of churches. He grew it from just 72 pastors a year to over three thousand which is pretty impressive and of course he is the membership expert with Scott Whitaker consulting and the results that you are getting from your membership and your subscription program are a direct correlation of the strategies and systems that you have in place and again he's got the seven systems of growing your membership business so we're gonna touch upon that and tap into his brilliance and talk about membership programs today so thanks for having me I mean thanks for coming on my show I know I do podcasts on other people's shows as well so it's like yeah. my brain has to rewire itself <laughs> well, let me let me let me then say thanks for having me oh you're so. welcome <laughs> uh, maybe you need to have your own podcast show and have me on there we go <laughs> there we go awesome um, yeah so what got you into the whole membership sphere um to build that out and, and teach other people how to build a membership program. Yeah. So, I mean, really after growing that one organization from 72 pastors and uh, to over 3000 and seeing what we did there and developing some, some systems uh, to make it all happen. Uh, I decided there, I did have a partner. He was actually the founder of, of it. And um, I decided, you know, I've come in, I've built this organization and everything that we're doing here in membership for this niche really is applicable to every membership mm -hmm. business there is. And that's what's one of the common misunderstandings and mistakes that membership business owners uh, make is, is they don't realize they're really in the membership business. Right. They think they're in the coaching business. They think they're in, you know, the gym membership business. They think they're in the... <laughs> chamber of commerce business, but really what we provide is membership and it's overarching. And so what do you do in this membership that applies to that membership over there that's in a different niche or a different mm -hmm. industry? And uh, it just so happens the benefits or services or the features that we provide uh, may be different, but when it's all said and done, every membership business owner uh, is providing membership and really should become an expert on in themselves on on uh, on membership. 
That's true. And you raised a good point, especially when you brought up like fitness stores or like gyms and stuff like that. It, it, I imagine there's a lot of people that have a preconceived notion in their head of what a membership type business is, but there's so many industries that it applies to. Can you kind of expand on that? Yeah. I mean, in, in the way of industries. Yeah. Just so people can get an idea in their head. Cause it, for me, I think membership and I think coaching, but I mean, yeah. just like you said, there's gyms there, like it, church, like it applies to so many different industries that I think yeah, people so, might have a narrow view of it. Yeah. So I'll give you some examples. Um, some of them are, are clients of mine. Um, one of them is uh, a lady, she's in, in Canada and she provides a curriculum for music teachers who, who teach music theory or oh, who teach piano or voice lessons. And so uh, she has a membership program where you can, as a business owner of providing lessons and teaching kids, you know, music, uh, she has a membership program that provides that curriculum for them. Um, I've got some business coaches as well. Um, they're, you know, pretty well attracted to what I do. Uh, but then I also have uh, national real estate investors uh, as part of their real estate investor association here in the U S uh, they often go by the name RIA. And oh, so, yeah. yeah. So the real estate investors associations, I got a number of them who are in my coaching oh, and nice. uh, national uh, real estate has actually been a private client of mine where I've gone in and consulted uh, with them on their uh, association. Um, I've got an interesting private client. He also, um, uh, he also has an RV uh, membership organization to where uh, people who have RVs, they can go and travel the U S and go to different locations and act, actually work at large corporations and small corporations and, you know, be a, be a temporary worker. Oh, interesting. And they're there for like three weeks or so. They've got an RV. It enables them to travel. That is so cool. And uh, yeah, actually he told me that uh, Amazon is one of his biggest employers and he promotes to his members where Amazon is hiring so that they can go travel in on their RV, enjoy that location. And That's then whenever crazy. they're, job is done, they go and leave and travel somewhere else. So, uh, and it's a membership organization that he wow. provides. Yeah. So, uh, you know, those are some extremes, uh, just to, you know, expand everybody's horizon that's listening right now of what membership businesses right. are doing outside of your own little niche. Yeah. What it looks like now, Besides recurring revenue, which is always yeah. a good thing, uh, what would you say are the benefits of having a membership um, program? You know, I, I do, I do believe in your membership offering value, mm -hmm. and you know, it's one thing to sell a product or or a service source, and it be a one-time sell. But there is something about being able to say, you know what, you're going to make an investment, the recurring revenue mm -hmm. in, in, in this membership. I'm going to make a recurring investment back in you by providing the services, the goods, the value that your membership promises. So I, that's one thing that is unique. And it, it does set, you know, the customer-based business uh, apart from mm -hmm. a membership-based business. And uh, giving that people oppor an opportunity and you knowing that they're giving you 
the authority and the right to, you know, make that investment back in them through your membership. Yeah. And it feels more relationship oriented versus transactional. Like it's that you're growing like a community or that you have this, like a long-term planned relationship with your customer, which is what I like about it. Yeah. So I, I teach that there's the relationship and really the relationship can be like you, you just described, but often also with associations who have more of a broader base of mm -hmm. membership, um, there's an affinity relationship that takes place there. So it doesn't have to be always the relationship with you, the business owner, your staff mm -hmm. to the actual members. It can be just creating that fraternal um, that fraternal environment where they're building relationships with one another and they're now a part oh, of something. Oh, I see what bigger. you mean. Yeah, yeah. So think about it like the Real Estate Investors Association. So it's hard for them to have, you know, the relationship with, with one another necessarily. Right. What they do is, is they create an environment where real estate investors can come in and they're of a like mind right. and they have similar goals. And so there's an affinity relationship that they're able to build there that isn't dependent on any one person. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought of it that way, <laughs> but it's so true. It's like, and it helps foster that, that sense of uh, community. Yeah. Now I know you coach membership business owners on how to get new members, how to reduce, you know, churn and increase their profits, obviously. Um, so let's get to the good stuff here and talk about your systems that you have in place of growing a membership business? Because there may be some listeners out there that are thinking of creating one, but there's also some listeners out there that already have a membership business and, you know, they need to check their P's and Q's or, you know, just make sure that it's set up in the right way for success. Yeah. So let me, let me start by just saying, if you're, if you're wondering what we mean by systems, we're, we're not talking about a software. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about some sort of technology that you've got to have. We're talking about the very basic of how things operate, right. so how your business operates. Uh, I like to define a system as anything that saves you stress, time, energy, and money. I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Who we all. Isn't? Yeah, that's right. So if you just take the word system and break it down into an acrostic, it saves you stress, time, energy, and money. And that's oh, I just see what you did there. Well, yeah. aren't you slick? <laughs> there you go. So it, that's really what a system does. So uh, if you're finding yourself wasting time or your energy is being zapped or you're losing money, all you need to do is look at the system that's in place and that's what's giving you the results. Right. So, um, you know, anything that in the way of time management, well, you have a good time management or poor time management system. You know, anything that's uh, wasting your energy and, and causing you like mental frustration, mm -hmm. uh, there's probably a bad system behind it. Right. Uh, same with money. So that's the very foundation of, uh, what I call the the seven systems of a, a of a growing membership business is it's anything that saves you stress, time, energy, and money. So having said that, these systems exist in every membership business, mm -hmm. regardless of their niche. Okay. And uh, Lindsay, I always challenge when I do these podcasts and I'm talking with people that hey, you show me a membership organization that doesn't have these systems. And so far, nobody has been able to do that. And so I'll continue to put the challenge. <laughs> 
to your listeners uh, out there that uh, if you know of any membership that doesn't have these systems, you let me know. Yeah. So having said that, the first system is this. It's the content system. Mm-hmm. Now, immediately, you know, for those who are listening to the podcast who are thinking they're coaches or what, you know, they immediately understand content. Mm-hmm. For those of you who have maybe a brick and mortar type membership business like like uh, really the content really is your services that you provide. Right. So content can be considered anything in the way of services and anything in the way, way of products and goods or actual like intellectual content that you're, you're providing uh, your members. And as part of that uh, content system, you need to have a content catalog, which is everything that you provide and then broken down into categories and then have a calendar. So you have a content catalog that's broken down into categories and, a, and put it onto a content calendar. And when you have all three of those in place, mm-hmm. you will have a healthy system and it'll be balanced. Uh, it'll be calendar in, in such a way that you'll know exactly what you're going to provide when you're going to provide it. You'll have the, the categories so that you'll know you're, you're not off balance Mm-hmm. or leading in one particular direction and not providing the other uh, resources or, or content that you have for your members. You're providing a well-balanced uh, catalog of, of your content. So that's the content system. And, and for those who are listening, who are considering starting a membership business, I always lead with start with the content system. You have to know what you're going to provide when you're going to provide it and how you're going to provide it before you even get a member. And plus it makes you be consistent and efficient in the process. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is go out and get a member and then be wondering, okay, what do I do and what, what, what do I provide for them? Right. Or the member will think you're dropping the ball and it's like, where's yep. my stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's my stuff? You know, you, you charge my credit card and I haven't gotten anything. Yeah. So that's the content system. Now, most often what happens is, is most people say, okay, I've got my content system down. I'm going to go out and get new members. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want you to do that yet. I'm all for action and for you taking quick, fast action. But I believe one of the things that separates a membership business uh, uh, apart from a regular business is that we have to assimilate our members. So assimilation is the second system. Assimilation. And assimilation essentially is how do you take somebody who just became a member and get them fully engaged in your membership that you provide? Uh, Lindsay, That's the tricky part, I think. Well, it's not tricky. I'll give you a system. Well, not for you because you're the expert. (laughs) So, but here's what happens. If you, if you think about it in your mind and in my mind, for those of us who run membership businesses, when somebody joins, we say, Oh, I, I got a new member. I just got somebody to sign up today, you know, so they just joined my membership. I've got a new member. That's what happens in our mind. In the mind of our members who just joined, they say, you know, I signed up for that. Or I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to give this membership a try. It's not until that they're fully engaged that they actually say, oh, yeah, I'm a member of XYZ Mm -hmm. membership. So how do you get them to the point where they feel like they own the membership? It wasn't a transaction that they just made or, or mm-hmm. bought. And the way that you do that is, is uh, three keywords. 
I want you to be able to answer the question of what do you want your members to achieve? What do you want your members to believe? And what do you want your members to receive? Mm. So when you think about your membership, if you're really going to provide value for your members, obviously you want to take your member from, from where they're at to the destination of being your ideal member right. or growing in your membership business, whatever the services you provide are. So what do you want them to achieve? And you begin to map out what are the, what, in the first month of membership, what, what do I want them to do with their membership? You know, so I mean, and it doesn't have to be like big. If anything, I want you to create a quick win. So do you guide them to take specific actions within a yeah. certain time frame? Oh yeah. So, you know, I want them to, so as soon as you join my membership, my first goal is for you to log into your membership site because I provide an online membership site. So I want you to, I want you to log in and actually the way I measure it is, is I, I can view the logins, but mm -hmm. the way I really measure it is, is did they change the password from an auto generated password to <laughs> a personal password? Now I call that an engagement tripwire. Interesting. Okay, because immediately what I, what that tripwire does is that notifies me that, Hey, they engaged. The mm -hmm. And so then after that, I have emails that build conversation with them to help them follow up and know that, okay, they're continuing to get engaged. And so um, I, what I like to do is put in different engagement tripwires there in place that they then know that I then know that they're engaging their membership and that they're actually achieving something with it. It's beyond just, Hey, changing their password. They're actually growing. They're getting new for my membership. They're actually getting new members. Mm -hmm. They're seeing their retention rate increase. They're, you know, taking steps with their marketing and so forth. So that's achieve. Then what do I want them to believe? Every membership business has a certain set of beliefs that you want your members to believe. Now they may have some of those beliefs coming in. Some of those beliefs may actually be false beliefs or skewed beliefs. And so you, in some respects, you need to teach them what you want them to believe. Um, you know, think about like a chamber of commerce, you know, a chamber of commerce, they want it to be that there's this community belonging to the local community, that you're a business there, that you're giving back to the community and that there's this, again, affinity relationship that's being built there by you being a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so there's beliefs that take place there. Uh, every membership business has those beliefs. You've got to identify those beliefs and say, okay, what do I want my members to begin to believe? For me, in my membership business, I want every member to start believing that they're in the membership business, that regardless of their industry or their niche, they really are in the membership business. Right. And so I try to, you know, lack of a better term, I try to indoctrinate them on that. Yeah. That's what it means to be in a membership business. The next is receive. And this will be very practical for, uh, for those listening. Um, a little quick checklist. What do you want a new member to receive in the first hour that they join your membership? Mm -hmm. So I don't want them to get a receipt, just a receipt. I want them to get a receipt and I want that to be the business transaction, but I want them to receive something else in the first hour that is separate from the transaction that they just made. So what do you want them to receive in the first hour? What do you want them to receive in the first day? 
What do you want them to receive in the first week, the first month, the first quarter, and six months, and then a year? Now, the, when I say a year, what I don't want you to do is to say, hey, congratulations, you've been with me for a year. You're, you know, you've reached the one-year point. Your renewal is up. Yeah, <laughs> that might trigger some, like, am I really choosing this? You know? I know. But I, I want you to reward them without indicating a year. Right. You know, I, and really, I like for you to reward them as much as possible throughout so again, at six months, I don't want you to say it's six months. I don't want you to say it's a week. I don't want you to say it's been a month. I just want you to reward them for being with you and constantly put your membership in front of them and <laughs> give back to them. Uh, I like to reward members and with gifts and so forth. So nice. uh, that's a really good checklist right there for what do you want them to receive first hour, first day, first week, and uh, first month and so forth. So that's the assimilation system. And that system alone to me is worth gold, honestly. Like yeah. even those points that you've given, I mean, I'm sure you give more in your, your program and your coaching program and stuff. But I think that's a, a, an issue that a lot of, a step, I guess you could say, that a lot of membership businesses miss. And I think it's really important. So thanks for that. Yeah. Again, you know, it's one of these things like, okay, let's go out and get members. Well, you know, you, you can do that, but your retention yeah. rate, uh, your retention rate isn't going to be high because your members are waiting on you to serve them and you're not because well, you're or, or sometimes them. people give them too much information up front. So they get that sense of overwhelm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it can kind of go either way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and to prevent that overwhelm, what I tell people is, is I, w I just want you to think about the first two to three things that you want a member to do yeah. in the first month and just restate those first two to three. And that's it's manageable. And, and, and just drive that, you know, for me again, one of them is, uh, you know, uh, just changing their password. Uh, and I like that engagement tripwire. That's an interesting um, way to think about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. If, uh, if you'd like to learn more about uh, the engagement tripwire, you can go to my website, whypeoplequit.com. And I've got a blog post there on uh, engagement tripwire oh, nice. uh, as a free resource. And I, I mean, I just expand on the whole mm -hmm. um, uh, engagement tripwire there. So the, uh, the third system is the marketing system. And uh, this is the system that you have to have in place now to start going out and getting your members. Um, I believe in direct response marketing. So I, mm -hmm. I'm a, a big fan of Dan Kennedy. I've been in his yeah. titanium uh, level coaching for two years. And, you know, his uh, marketing triangle on having the message market and media match. So if you think about a triangle with all equal sides and you just drew that on a piece of paper and on one side, it's, it's message on the next side, it's market and on the next side, it's media, all three of those have to match up. So what is your market? What is your message to that market? And what sort of media are you going to use? Is it Facebook advertising, mm -hmm. direct mail, is it LinkedIn? You know, is it uh, email marketing, third-party e-blasts, or whatever that uh, you have access to? But then you have to have that in place, and and then constantly evaluate. Now, Lindsay, this is one of the other areas where a membership business is different from a customer a, a customer service business, and that is 
as a membership business, you, you not only need to know where or what media is providing you with the most members or the best response, you have to know over the lifetime and the retention as well. And I'll give you an, an example um, to unpack that. So in some membership businesses, they might say, well, we got two new, uh, 10, 10 new members off of Facebook this past month. Facebook's doing really good for us. We're getting members. LinkedIn, on the other hand, only got us five new members this month. So mm -hmm. something must be wrong on LinkedIn. Well, if you look down the line a little bit and you come back to that and you watch that source, that lead source, three months later, you only have two out of 10 members from Facebook, but you actually have four out of five members from LinkedIn. Exactly. So most people in a customer, a customer based business, people who run membership as a customer base, they're making wrong decisions because they look at it and say, Oh, we got 10 new members. They're looking at the now versus the yes. big picture. Yes. So you have to look at the source of your marketing, the, the ROI mm -hmm. and include it in the retention. So what is getting us And the question is, is not where are we getting the most members? But where are we getting the most of our best quality members? Absolutely. Those Where's your ideal client, right? Where are they hanging yes. out? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it really is. LinkedIn actually is a better source. Right. Most would say, hey, we got 10 new members. Let's take some money away from LinkedIn and mm -hmm. redirect it to Facebook. And three months later, you're wondering where everybody is. And it's, you know, not a high quality lead source for you. No. And then when they drop out, it's costing you money. And then yeah. when you're having to get new ones to replace them, it's costing you money. So, I mean, yeah. even if LinkedIn adds cost more, you know, per acquisition, if you will, if you look at the, yeah, the dollars and the figures for the long term, it's, it's, yeah, you need to look at those numbers, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, that's one of the areas where a, you know, membership business does differ from mm -hmm. service. So the next system is the retention system. There's two key words when it comes to re retention. And the first one is results. And then the second one is a relationship. Yeah. So what results are you getting your members? Um, you know, are they making improvements? Are they seeing physical results? Are they achieving mental results? You know, whatever benefits your membership is providing, are they seeing the promises of that actually in their own life or in their business, whatever the nature of your membership is? So they've got to see results. Now, results is great. I mean, everybody wants results. <laughs> I mean, that's why we do what we do. But over time, results can carry you so far. So really, I also need a relationship. Uh, there's got to either be that relationship with the the person who owns the business or the staff or a relationship with other people. And when you have a high relationship and high results, you're going to find out that your members are really going to stay for time. Your retention yeah. rate is going to be extremely high. If you have a low relationship, but high results, that's going to keep them. But Really, all, all, all that has to happen is one of your competitors come and then provide them with that relationship and then say, you know, I'm getting great results already over here, but I've got a relationship over here. Let me go and try this 
And before you know it, your, uh, your competition is able yeah. to take away. Or they see something your, new and shiny and ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you have uh, a low results but high relationship, well, that'll keep them for so long. But mm-hmm. then at some point in time, they're going to come to you and say, you know, hey, Lindsay, I really like you. I really enjoy your membership program. But I'm just not getting the results that I really want. I mean, I like You want you. an ROI. Yes. And then the very worst place that you can be is to have low results, low relationship for your members. And uh, if that's the place where your members are, you've got to go ahead and begin looking. How can I increase results and how can I increase uh, the relationship uh, as part of that? So that's the retention system. Now, question for you. Do you find that uh, membership-based businesses that have sticky benefits – um, go the long haul. So as part of that, you call it sticky benefits. I call it pain of disconnect. Right. So (laughs) my, my wording is a little bit more, I don't know, rough and fierce. (laughs) Yours sounds nice and flowery. I like to be a little bit mean when I talk to somebody (laughs) and say, let me tell you all the things that are going to cause you pain. So yes, you want to have the pain of disconnect, uh, as part of that. Uh, you want, uh, the greater the pain of disconnect, the more likely they're going to stay with you. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, the pain of disconnect is really tied to the results. Uh, that yeah, totally. Now, the pain of disconnect also, just to say that, the pain of disconnect can be uh, the relationship. And uh, the way that would expand on that is the relationship could be that this affinity right they have they're no longer going to be a part of that affinity group right uh, it could also be that if you're providing them customers or you're providing access to other sources or other people and that is now going to be cut off and taken away from them you're now preventing them from having that relationship so uh, the high pain of disconnect every membership needs to uh, business needs to have that and figure out how can I inflict mm-hmm. this pain of disconnect <laughs> to keep somebody from How can I inflict the most pain on those people that leave? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, next time when we talk in the next uh, podcast that we do about, uh, you know, why people quit your membership, yes. I'll really unpack the pain of disconnect. Cool. So, um, <laughs> so then uh, after that is the Ascension system. Uh, if your membership business only has one level, mm-hmm. uh, you're in trouble. Uh, because there are going to be people who enjoy your membership, but you have only taken them so far mm-hmm. and there's nowhere else for them to go other than where they're currently at. Do you want to hear an interesting story that I just found out today? Yeah. Take um, it. So one of my clients um, has a membership based uh, business or coaching program, whatever. And he created a higher level, which is new and he just onboarded like a whole bunch of people in like a couple of days. <laughs> and there's only so much room in it, right? Yeah. And then, so that was exciting. But he said that all the other people in the group, and there's about, I don't know, 150, I guess, in the group, um, that all of a sudden, a lot of them were more active and more engaging in the group and were taking part and were more fired up. It's almost like it up-leveled some of the members in the group in general to like show up more. And it's, I thought, Oh, I, we totally did not expect that to happen. And it's, I think too, with the whole, you know, having another level, it's not 
plateauing. It's, oh, there's something else I can ascend to. And yeah, we just had that meeting this morning and just found that really interesting. That's, that's really good. You know, so uh, uh, upon that, I want you to think about this. When they came to your membership, they came to your membership because of the level that they were currently at. Yeah. They said to your membership, I want you to take me to a level that I haven't been. Then you get them to that level and now they're saying, okay, I'm here. Boy, it should be nice to continue to have have this growth, Mm -hmm. have greater results, you know, and then there's nothing there. My, My advice for every single membership business is to have three levels. Mm-hmm. Even if you're just starting, make three levels. Oh, interesting. You might say, well, Scott, you know, no, just. How am I going to fill that? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about filling them. I, w- I want you to be able to demonstrate to people the, the membership pathway is what I call it. Right. Of, of, of where you're going to take them. Plus, just from a sales point, it always, it always works better. So you're, you may have one person, you know, say, well, I really don't want, you know, the bottom level. I want to go straight to the top level. Well, you know, immediately you just created more revenue for your business by having that top level. There's always going to be the person who says, give me the biggest, best. Oh, totally. Got to offer. Then there's going to be people who say, well, you know, I don't want the bottom level because I'm really looking for great results. So I want the middle level. And so I want you to have that ascension system in place to offer three three levels of membership. Now, the reason why I recommend three levels is I've often found if you have more than three levels that you've got four, five, six, seven levels or whatever, mm-hmm. that those levels are actually being cannibalized by the other levels. That when you begin right. to map it out, that really what you're doing is, is some of your bottom levels have people in them that should be in the upper levels, but because you offered a bottom level uh, to it, they now, you know, it's being cannibalized. So I I like to see three levels. I like to see a nice bell curve so that the people are in the middle, uh, in the middle level. Mm -hmm. And the reason why the bell curve is, is that lets me know that uh, your pricing is right, that you're, you're charging the right amount, Okay, so if you don't have a bell curve, uh, you may be charging too little or too much right. for your membership levels. So <clears throat> I want you to always be able to uh, maximize and leverage the investment and the revenue that you're getting from your members. So having that bell curve there where the majority of your members are in that middle level and knowing that your highest level and the bottom level are off to the sides of that. That makes sense. So that's the Ascension system. Also, as part of the Ascension system, it also offers you a descension. Uh, descension. Right, yeah. So, when so you somebody, don't lose them completely, right? If they, yes. yeah, they got somewhere to go as opposed to leaving. Yeah, so the, you know, the business that you were talking about uh, just a couple minutes ago about adding another level, you know, what I begin to wonder is like, okay, how many people actually quit because they couldn't descend Right, right. We are creating a lower level. <laughs> good. good. Yeah, there so there will be that. three. Yay! <laughs> so that'll be good. Uh, so that's, uh, we covered, just to recap a little bit here, uh, content, assimilation, marketing, retention, ascension. I said there were seven. The next uh, system is strategy. 
And this is all about going to work on your membership business and not in it. Mm-hmm. This is about creating the membership dashboard. And again, I'm not talking about technology. I'm talking about a, a dashboard that you're looking at that is telling you what your retention rate is, what your assimilation rate is, what are the results of your marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the principle of Kanai, C-A-N-E-I, constant and never-ending improvement. Yeah. So going to work on your business and really saying, okay, for the next hour, I'm just going to look at our systems and our processes that we have in place to uh, improve our business and make it better for, uh, for our members, but also for the revenue that we're getting uh, um, out of it. So there's four valuable questions I teach in the strategy system and is what went right, what went wrong, what was missing and what's confusing. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to work on your business and just even you can do this exercise today after we get done, after you get done with this podcast, you ask yourself what, what's, what's going right with my membership? What's wrong with my membership? What's missing and what's confusing? I like that. And you'll be able to very quickly go to work on your business. It's easy to break things down when you've got categories, if you will. Yeah, that's right. So uh, that's the strategy system. And then next is the leadership system. That's the last system. Mm -hmm. And just like any business leader, any major growing business is led by a growing leader. So I teach growing membership businesses are led by growing leaders that you have to, uh, you have to lead. And I break that down into, you have to learn. So what are you learning? What are you experiencing? What are you applying and what are you developing or who are you developing? So what are you learning that specifically has to do with membership? Now, let me just congratulate you. You're listening to this podcast <laughs> that, uh, you know, you should listen to the, all of Lindsay's podcasts and let that be a part of your learning. Uh, but what are you experiencing as a membership business owner? What memberships are you, uh, what memberships do you have? Like what memberships are you a part of that you could then go in and, and experience and look at what they're doing and apply right. to your business? which is the third point on that is apply. What are you applying in your business? You know, everybody's into all this automation. Like, you know, let's just set it and forget it. You know, let's just automate as much as we can. Let's automate our marketing. Let's automate this. Well, you can't just set up a business on complete automation. I'm all for utilizing all the tools that are out there. And I actually recommend, you know, tools to do that myself, but I want you to be looking for opportunities to apply new things to your business and uh, try new things, mix it up a little bit. And then what are you developing? What new ventures, new opportunities? um, What are new possibilities out there? New staff members that you could be hiring? uh, You know, what are those things that you could be developing in your business, but also that same acrostic works for you personally. What how are you developing yourself? What conferences, seminars are you attending that uh, are going to help you as a leader and grow? 
in leading your membership business. I know it's so easy to get stuck in a rut or, you know, you're like, Hey, I've hit success and then just kind of coast. It's yeah. you you need to keep moving. <laughs> as soon as that, uh, as, as soon as you stop, I mean, you know, it, so back to the systems, as soon as you stop growing, like you're, you're declining. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, when you have healthy systems, uh, you'll have a healthy membership business. So when all of these systems are working together, you're going to have a healthy membership business. Your membership business is only as strong as your weakest system. Yeah. So I'd like for you to think about as we cover the seven systems, which of these is your weakest system? Well, your membership business is only as strong as that weakest system. And you think about like, you know, our physical bodies, we have all of these different systems in our physical body that make our physical body function and healthy. Now I don't have to understand how those systems work. You know, I don't understand how my lymphatic system works. (laughs) You know, I don't understand how, you know, my nervous system works, but I know that it works. And there are certain things I have to do to keep my systems, my bodily systems healthy and growing. And when I stop doing that, when I stop, you know, eating healthy and I stop exercising, then those systems start to decline and it brings unhealthiness, which basically is disease, which I then break down is really it's dis-ease. So you start thinking about your membership business what system or what area of your membership business is causing you the most dis-ease? Like what's keeping you awake at night? What's causing you the most stress? Mm-hmm. And that's where you've got a system problem. That's awesome. Now I know you've got, I mean, God, you covered so much today. You've got the online course, correct? For the seven systems. Yeah. I've got the online course for the uh, seven systems. You can go to my website, uh, whypeoplequit.com, And uh, you'll see my resources there. You can also uh, pick up the, the free book that I've oh, perfect. on uh, why people quit your membership program and what you can do about it. And uh, give that away to everybody for free, uh, just as an opportunity to serve uh, other membership businesses and help get the word out. So uh, whypeoplequit.com is the website address. Yeah, and we'll have those links in the show notes, of course. And yeah, I love how you break it down. And because membership businesses, everyone thinks it's just easy. It's like you plug in content and away you go. But there's so much, like you've explained, that there's all these different moving pieces and all these different strategies that you need to think about to keep it growing. Um, so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I, it was super helpful for me, helping my clients. Um, and I know it'll help the listeners that are out there, too, that are in a membership business or they're growing it or starting it. So, yeah, that was great. Well, thank you. I, you know, I appreciate the invitation. and. Uh, you know, I, I love helping membership businesses and, you know, think, thinking through uh, how they can do better at serving their members and getting new members and increasing the retention and ultimately keeping people from quitting. Yeah, absolutely. So perfect. So check out um, his website and the seven systems of growing a membership business. I know we just, um, you know, covered such a small part of it. You have so much uh, knowledge to give and some really great pointers. 
Um, so thanks for that. Glad to do it, Lindsay. And again, I, I thank you for the uh, invitation to be a part of your podcast. And uh, I really do encourage everyone who's listening, go back. Uh, don't just listen to this podcast. Go back <laughs> if you haven't and get some of the archive podcasts. Podcast, and uh, make that as part of your learning. And let's together, uh, let's make a commitment to be a membership business expert and uh, to better serve our members and do everything we can mm-hmm. uh, to uh, provide for them. Perfect. Thank you. So that is it for this episode, uh, folks. Of course, you can check out this and as Scott mentioned, uh, some of my past episodes at either lindsayphillips.com or my main site, which is smoothbusinessgrowth.com. And of course, you can dive into my videos and blog posts and some other free resources that are on there as well. And um, so Scott did touch upon content. So um, that's my segue to talk about content marketing. So if you are looking for support in getting great content out there to attract and acquire customers faster, then go to the Start Here page at smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So I wish you all a profitable and productive week and may the winds always be at your back. <laughs>